0: system we're in it's just like a game bro it's just like um what we talked we were talking about the the loopholes of you know the laws certain laws and in in terms of you know paraphernalia Mm -hmm. and then also loopholes in the financial system too dude and that's what all these bankers and people with money are doing they're just taking advantage of these loopholes in the system and and making money off of money that they already have you know that's totally. the whole. That was the whole idea behind, like, um, the whole. You know, the fiasco with GameStop and AMC mm-hmm. was they were just the the people were starting to play the games that these these people, these hedge funds were playing. Essentially, yep. that's what was happening, man. It's all just a game.
1: <laughs> it's totally. crazy. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. It's um, I've been saying for years, like I didn't pay attention to politics for most of my life. And then uh, right around the time I started getting spiritual, I started paying attention to politics because I feel like they're all connected. Right. Yeah. And um, I quickly realized like the systems that we're using are ancient and hmm. deeply flawed. Like we're talking about industrial age, education system, industrial age, political systems. And this is what we're still fucking running with. Like I get an update on my uh, iOS or whatever, every freaking week. I update that system every week because if I don't, it starts to break down. Think about our political system, Mm -hmm. virtually unchanged in in number of centuries. Of course it's susceptible to corruption. Of course there are loopholes. Of course it doesn't work for us. It was developed for a different time. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, it literally. doesn't make any sense that we're still using this shit, you know?
0: Yeah, because now we have the internet and technology, and nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw that coming at all. Like, you know it's funny? I was thinking about this the other day, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody listening or you, any sci-fi novel or, or movie that was made pre-internet didn't have the internet in it. You know what I mean? Like, Star Wars didn't have the internet. They might have had um, blasters and lightsabers and spaceships. Yeah but they didn't have the internet, which is crazy that like, I feel like nobody really saw the advent of this whole thing, speaking through time and space coming. Like nobody really, it, it was like something that it's, it seems so obvious now, right? Because it's like, oh yeah, obviously this is where phones were going to go. It's just kind of like tracing it back chronologically. Yeah. But nobody really saw it coming. I don't think, I mean, there might've been some kind of something. I'm not too big of a sci-fi ooh, what happened to my kid? Can- okay, I'm back. You're back. <laughs> <laughs> there might have been some kind of sci-fi thing that I'm not aware of, but nothing that I have seen has had anything like this, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They they, they, they couldn't predict it. It was, uh in some ways, it was, like, too simple, right? Like, you know, they, they were thinking, like, teleportation and, like, tractor beams. Like, yeah. they, were, they were thinking a little bit further in advance, I think, in a lot of yeah, the sci-fi yeah. stuff, but... Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's like, it's so integrated into our lives now. It's hard to imagine the world without it. Like, it's just, it's just, it's part of the fabric. I mean, and you mentioned phones. I remember when the first iPhones came out, I thought, what? Like, there's iPods. Like I had an iPod that had like, you know, 8,000 songs on. And I thought that thing was the fucking most amazing thing in the world. I was when I bought it, I was like, it was my favorite thing for, you know, probably like five, 10 years. But then they start kind of iPhones. And I'm like, why? Why a phone that does some of the functions of an iPod? Like I didn't get it. And I knew other people who thought it was stupid. And now it's like everybody has it. You, You just take it for
0: granted. Yeah, right. It's like we don't see the technology coming until it's already here. It's like, I don't know. So uh, so let
1: me ask you, what's what's coming up over the horizon that we don't see coming now?
0: Like there's probably stuff in the
1: works like quantum computers and AI and stuff. It's like, we think that that stuff is sci fi still, but it's just like, it's here already. It's just kind of like just around the corner, you know?
0: Yeah, let me think about that. What's the next big thing, right? I mean you, you know how everybody talks about like what's the this, the big thing like what's the thing that's going to happen the event you know like what's this st- it's the internet bro we're already here like this <laughs> yeah. thing has changed everything it's changed yeah. everything about our life but what in terms of like so I would say the the biggest thing that has happened recently is phones the being over the advent of the internet in our pockets you know having the internet wherever we go because it used to be just localized to a certain room on a computer that was extremely slow now yeah. we have supercomputers in our pockets that's insane that's mm-hmm. absolutely insane when you think about it and everybody has a camera uh, it's just craziness we all have gps's in our pockets um it's just it's insanity but the next like big thing i'm trying to think let me think i don't know what do you think
1: well, I don't, I don't actually, I'm not making a real prediction here, but I think that if we can get here or if if there's any way that we can get to uh, virtual reality, like fully immersive oh, yeah. virtual reality, yeah. not just like you put on a helmet and you're like, oh, this is cool. Like you feel like it's a hundred percent real, like yeah. somehow tap into your nervous system and stimulate it in a way to produce the experience of whatever it is you're simulating. So it's like, there's, it, it becomes impossible to distinguish between real life and whatever simulation you're running on your computer, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you're just fully immersed in it. I think that that would change things like the internet on that scale. You know, it would revolutionize everything. Cause imagine if you could just like plug in and go, I'm going to go skydiving and, <laughs> and you feel 110% like you're skydiving. Like it's, it's the experience of skydiving and your body and your brain can't tell the difference from this virtual skydiving or real skydiving. Yeah. So now you've got the possibility of doing, all of these far out things that you might not actually have the chance to do in real life. Right. You just do it virtually, but it feels 110% real. It feels the exact same. So it's like, where do you draw the line between this virtual world and the real world? If it's indistinguishable to your body, to your mind, to your senses, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that to me would be the next level where we can literally just be popsicles <laughs> We don't yeah. physically have to be alive anymore, we're just cryogenically freeze ourselves and live in virtual worlds and virtual universes for the, you know, 10,000 years. And maybe that's what this is right now, buddy. It, maybe yeah, we're in it is. already.
0: I think it is. To be honest with you, it might be. That's the like, simulation all right, so we're already hypothesis. In it. Yeah, we're yeah. already in the simulation, but in this simulation that we're already in, we're building another one. It's like, does it ever stop? <laughs> does it ever end? I don't think so, man. Because yeah, it so. seems like we're moving into the matrix totally Uh, like we're on the edge of the matrix right now and yeah I think the next big thing is from technology being in our pockets to being in our bodies
1: yes hundred percent. the
0: microchip it's coming man people joke about that some kind of conspiracy it's like no obviously that's the next thing dude because you know what it's gonna be is if you don't have it's like now if you don't have a phone in you know in the Western world or anywhere really honestly now if you don't have a phone you're at a disadvantage You're going to like your life isn't going to be as easy as somebody if you did have a have a phone, right? You wouldn't be able to um, just do things that other people could do with a phone. It's that simple. Uh, So like it's going to be that times probably a hundred when it's literally in our bodies. I don't know if it's going to be like we're going to have goggles or we're going to like actually have the chip, Mm -hmm. we're going to have something implanted in our brain, whatever it is. Um, It's going to if you don't have it you're going to be at a disadvantage. And I think it's going to be more so of less of virtual reality, which that'll be a thing. Mm-hmm. That might just be for games, but I think it's going to be like an augmented reality thing. Like as in like you're in a video game and you have a heads up display. So like yeah. your your home screen is literally just going to be like your home screen and you see it. And you can just, the apps, like there's no app screen. It's just like your apps. Your are, vision. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just an extension of your vision. Yeah. I yeah. think that's the next big thing, dude, is like we are be, going to become... honestly. By, By
1: definition, absolutely, yeah. I mean, even like a number of years ago, I saw they were building nanobots that you could like basically take a pill full of like a hundred of these little tiny nanobots and they could increase your like lung capacity. So you could like sit at the bottom of a pool for two hours with one breath, just because these nanobots wow. are, and so, and these were being developed, like, I think it was like five or 10 years ago. Like, it's not like even recent. So imagine what they're working on now and they're not talking about.
0: It. Oh, <laughs> you know, I can't even imagine, man. The technology that is being developed right now behind the scenes, like you know we're talking black ops type stuff we're talking you know area 51 or areas we don't even know about type stuff like yeah. the, i've heard some something from some probably some reddit post that said you know the uh the the military is like 50 years in advance from the technology that we have now like they had the internet before us you know
1: they developed it you
0: know? they did <laughs> exactly. it's a military they application internet. yeah absolutely well, maybe, they, they had
1: no idea that it was going to be what it was going to be but yeah no yeah crazy
0: So maybe they're developing some kind of super soldier augmented reality heads up display, you know, something along those lines that will eventually reach us in the future. But um, it's not yet probably that's most likely what's happening. Like why? I don't see why not, you know? Yeah. They probably even I think the next big thing too, going on, like the futurism here is being able to invent uh, an energy source that is infinite. And mm-hmm. it is as powerful as gasoline, kind of like um, element is it one fifty one that Bob Lazar talks about? I think it's one fifty one element one fifty one, where um, do you know the story with Bob Lazar? All right, so I'll tell it a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Lazar is an ex Area fifty one uh, worker, essentially scientist, and he was. Anyone can go just go listen to Bob Lazar and Joe Rogan or uh, any other podcast. And you'll get a better story than I'm going to tell here. But summing it up, he was an Area 51 scientist that um, was tasked with um, deconstructing some kind of. They had this this technology, which was like the spherical object, or like some kind of like geometric object that they knew could bend gravity mm. somehow. There's somehow mm. that it could like there's they knew how it worked, but they didn't. No, they knew what it did, but they didn't know how it worked. Right. So his job was to try and um, reverse engineer whatever this element is, which back then when it was a thing, um, element 151 wasn't, uh, it wasn't on the periodic table, which I think it is now, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So now before it was, um, they were just trying to figure out what the hell this thing was. And Bob Lazar, uh, I don't think he ever figured it out he said he saw some aliens there at area 51 long story but pretty much he was the whistleblower for this whole thing yeah and it was some kind of energy source summing it up that was able to bend gravity right and if you can bend gravity what's holding you back from you know flying around the universe essentially because that's kind of like if you can just if you can just it's, it's essentially just being able to levitate or just like you know have superpowers essentially And Mm -hmm. most likely if this was I think this was back in the 90s, early 2000s, maybe if they were working on that now, they probably got it figured out by now. (laughs) They have to have made some headway in whatever this element is, and especially now because it's on the periodic table. So Mm -hmm. they probably that energy source that we were talking about, that unlimited energy source of being able to bend space and time. Mm -hmm. um, That's probably already a thing, to be honest, and that might even be, you know, how we're seeing UFOs and UAPs. Yep. What if that's just our technology that we're seeing? That's some black ops stuff going on. It could be
1: very possible. Yeah.
0: Why would it? Cause if, if you're the United States military, the greatest military in the world, right. And you got some technology that you don't want China or Russia or Iran to know about. um, You're not gonna, you're going to call those things aliens. You're not going to say, Oh, that's our technology. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> to see gonna, here. Yeah, exactly. Nothing to <laughs> see here. That it could just be like testing of some kind of technology that we have now. I mean, I yep. hope it's the aliens. I I really do. I hope there are aliens on Earth, but it could just be some kind of technology that humans have deconstructed from the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Who knows, dude? There's a lot. All summing it up, dude. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that we have no idea about as the layman, as the people that are just trying to survive day to day. You know.
1: Yeah, brother. There's a stuff we know we don't know. And then there's the stuff we don't know we don't know. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like, there's stuff that we're like, Oh, this is a mystery. And then there are mysteries we don't even know about. And so yeah, right? yeah it, it, it's pretty wild. Um, on the same topic, you know, remember, there was a Uh, an object that flew through the solar system. I can't remember what it was called. It was like a Hawaiian name for scout. It was like Unum. Yeah. I don't know how
0: to pronounce it either. It's like Ununuma or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you got it. Um, And it was like a very particular or peculiar object. Like it was flat and and cigar shaped and it was like nothing that we've ever seen before. And it just kind of whizzed through. And uh, I read an article a couple of days ago, I think. And it was basically speculating that that thing could have been like some kind of um, alien vessel. That's like just doing a flyby on earth. Right. Just to check things out. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, there's all these different uh, mysteries out there that we have no idea. Right. We're seeing like um, signals out there, like repeating signals. They are starting to observe these in different parts of the universe and they don't really know what it is. And they think could be like a supernova. Could be this, could be, that could also be somebody trying to get our attention. Right. I mean, it repeats regularly every, you know, every so often or whatever, it's very uh, cyclical. Like you can, Uh, predict it so it's like that sounds like a signal to me right so Mm, yeah i mean the the question of whether there's other life out there to me it's like 100 percent yes there's if you just take into account the size of the universe uh the number of exoplanets that we've discovered in the last 10 years and with our you know with our crappy technology right i mean we're just starting to discover these these planets out there and the fact that the ingredients for life the um the elements that are needed for life are in the top six most common elements in the universe. So it's like, you know, hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon, right? Yeah. Uh, Top six, most, most uh, populous elements in the entire universe. So it's like the entire universe is, Uh, overflowing with the ingredients for life. Uh, There's billions and billions and billions of exoplanets out there. Like, of course, there's other living creatures out there. They might not even be as advanced as us, but 110%, I I think there's other creatures, other beings, probably sentient beings out there for sure.
0: Yeah, right. There's got to be.
1: There's Even if you put the odds at one in a billion... (laughs) there's probably a billion freaking planets with life just in the milky way galaxy bro like yeah people don't understand the size right it's like oh one in a billion what are the odds well when you're dealing with trillions of freaking stars each one potentially housing x number of planets one in a billion are really good freaking odds now because you're dealing with (laughs) trillions (laughs) like you know so yeah undeniable man there's got to be aliens out there
0: it has got to be aliens out
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> or, or here, there. even. Maybe they're already here. I don't know about that, but...
0: I think if they are here, they've been here for our entire uh, lifetime. Not yeah, even inch, just our lifetime. Yeah, yes, ancient aliens. We're going yeah. down that route. Dude, let's go, man. Yeah, for as long as the humans have been around, they probably... If they are here, if there are actually extraterrestrial beings on this planet, they most likely have been here since our inception, if I had to guess. Yeah. And they were probably either our caretakers or our our masters (laughs) 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 you know either one like they're they're either here for us to guide us along or they're here enslaving us sucking our energy or some people say there's both (laughs) some people say there's the reptilians that are taking our energy harvesting it and some people say there's a war going on between you know I don't who knows dude who uh, nobody has any idea but what there's but there's probably if there are extraterrestrials they've probably been here and i wonder where we come in the picture too that makes me wonder so it's like if there are these extraterrestrial beings with 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 spaceships that are able to bend space and time and gravity and and, and just you know do these feats of physics that are just so unattainable to us at this time mm-hmm. um why are they so concerned with some monkeys you know <laughs> Have why, to, we are have we,
1: to have, why are we so concerned with monkeys, Gary?
0: <laughs> with monkeys? Yeah, I don't know. That's a yeah, good question. We do so
1: experiments let's... on them. We like put them in zoos, you know. Where but we're like so much more advanced than apes, you know, and monkeys, right? So it's Maybe like it's
0: it... it's because we so we I when I look at an ape, I'm like, damn. I see so much similarity between me. I'm like, damn, look at that thing. It's got hands. Yeah. Like it has f- different face, facial features, and you know, yeah. and some of them can talk. Like gorillas can do sign language. And I'm totally. just like, damn, there's something so fascinating about that. Like how you can see something that's not human yet have human characteristics. So maybe we all have life
1: is one, bro. <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah. I, I was gonna get to that. So yeah. maybe we have some kind of characteristics of these beings that they are interested in for some reason. Maybe they are. Maybe we're just a giant experiment, right? And Maybe. from this, we're, they're developing us into this being that is just so unworldly. Like we're, we're literally creating a whole new creature being, you know what I mean? Like we are, we are morphed between an animal and an alien, essentially. Sometimes <laughs> I think that sometimes yep. I think that we are the, 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 the essence that these aliens have, these caretaker aliens have implanted in us is, is consciousness. Like mm-hmm. they know that we're all that one consciousness. Yeah. But for some reason, I don't know why they had to put that consciousness here on Earth and, and in, inside of an animal DNA, inside of an ape DNA, right? Like, there's, mm-hmm. I think we're like, we're half alien, angelic creature, whatever you want to call it, some extraterrestrial, otherworldly creature, and then half animal. And mm-hmm. that's what a human is because, you know, I am an animal we all know that we all have our sexual instincts. We all have our uh, sensual pleasures is what I'm trying to say that like we all,
1: yeah.
0: you know, we have our animalistic side of us that we can all recognize. Um, but then there's also the other side of us of, like you said, we're all one. We can recognize that we are all this one giant consciousness. We are all these, these spiritual multidimensional beings. Uh, we're able to have, you know, the laws of physics, um, we're able to go to the moon and you know just the the list goes on of what the, the other aspect of humanity that is disconnected from being an animal there's something about that and mm. i think the aliens are there there that's the part of us that is is one with the aliens somehow mm. i mean all was one no matter what like in this physical realm all was one but i think there's a certain essence about a human being that is is um unworldly you know Mm -hmm. there's something extraterrestrial in our dna like we are the aliens you ever heard that i think it's true (laughs) we're not a hundred percent like coming down on the spaceships but i think there's an essence in us that is directly related to these things that we're seeing in the sky it's crazy man well what are we creating where are we going what's the reason if there is a reason i don't know but we're creating something doesn't it seem like it like we're creating we're moving like human development isn't going backwards. We're creating this, this thing like we're doing right now. We're creating, it seems to be some kind of super intelligence. some Kind of. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. We're, we're creating a hive mind and we're, I mean, we are, I mean, we're, we're the only uh, non insect species that is considered ultra social, right? All the other ultra social uh, creatures on this planet are ants, bees,
0: right? They're Mm. like
1: insects. We're the hive you're saying? Yeah, but we're, we're like the most complex animal to develop the ultra social trait to the point where we can function in large groups as essentially one, if yeah. you look at things like military corps, you know, like a unit or whatever, there's like, a, you know, however many people, 2000 soldiers operating as one creature, one being right. Yeah. One mind behind them. And so, yeah, I mean, and with the internet now we're, we're getting online, the entire planet, all the humans across the entire planet eventually could be connected into one consciousness where each individual is just a node, right. In this, in this huge Mm. network of, of consciousness. And so, yeah, I I completely agree. We are not necessarily consciously or deliberately, but we are building towards that. And if we can just, I mean, I think that would, that's the, the part of the solution to a lot of our problems is, is bridging the gaps, right? Because if we see that the people at the other side of the planet are just the same as us, we're all the fucking same. We all have the same basic drives, the same basic needs. We're all trying to achieve the same thing, right? Live a good life, you know, love, happiness, all those things. Uh, I think that if we can bridge a lot of those gaps through this kind of network, then the elite will have a harder time dividing us, right? They divide us because we don't know the other, right? Because we're separate from the other. We're, we're uh, And then we fear the other because we don't know it. But if we could all connect that way, completely immersed, you know, together, they can't lie to us anymore i know that whether you're brown white gay straight trans whatever you're my brother you're my sister we're all the same we're all one family so i think yeah i hope you're right man i hope we can build up to that network of one consciousness but um there's some really interesting things you said man you know feeling like an alien i think humans feel that way because we are alienated from our animal nature i don't think we are aliens. I think that we are 100% animals, but we're a very special type of animal, right? And through this evolution and through the evolution of our consciousness, we've become almost like two creatures in one, as you said, we're like an animal nature and then something else that's a bit more sophisticated, that has a bit more vision and a bit more wisdom. And so grappling with those two sides, we feel like we're almost yeah alienated in a way right because the body wants to do certain things it has certain cravings but then there's a part of you that's like no dude like i can't i can't do that like i have responsibilities or i have to to work towards this yeah. and so yeah that mm-hmm. feeling of being divided and of having multiple sort of uh, almost uh i guess you could say consciousnesses inside your body uh, i think is is the source of that alienation or that feeling of being an alien that you you described so well man
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that's good wow
1: yeah. And, mm. I, and I, I, I mean, I'm open to all possibilities, but of course I have my theories that, that I've come across over the years that I think are, are quite compelling. And, and my favorite theory for why humans are so different is uh, the self-domestication hypothesis, um, which I, I, don't, I don't want to take up too much time. I'll just real quickly. It's this Russian uh, scientist was raising um, foxes in captivity basically wild foxes. And over a generation or a couple generations, I think maybe over 50 years, he was breeding them and he was taking the aggressive ones and killing them or getting rid of them and breeding the ones that were like the most friendly, right? Which is essentially what domestication is. You get rid of the ones that are hyper-aggressive. You keep the ones that are friendly. And over generations, you get dogs from wolves. Mm -hmm. So anyways, this guy was doing this with foxes. In 50 years, the fox's snouts shrunk. Their ears got floppier. So over 50 years of selective breeding and domestication, the fox has changed physiologically. And when you look at humans, like we're so close to chimps and bonobos, right? Uh, Like 1% DNA difference. Bonobos are starting to do this. And bonobos, if you know anything about them, they're very similar to chimps, but their behavior is, is quite different. And what they do is they don't, they're not aggressive. The females run the society and they use sex for everything to, to resolve conflict, to get rid of hyper-aggressive males. And so what we're seeing with bonobos is they're starting to self-domesticate and lo and behold, they look more like humans than chimps do. Oh. If you ever look at a yeah. bonobo, some of them look freakishly like humans and so i think we're like an ape that started to self-domesticate my man that's what i think i don't think aliens came and put anything in us i think we just domesticated ourselves and uh, that that basically changed our entire everything i mean it made us so different right even though we're not that far removed biologically from from apes right
0: yeah that's what we need to do man resolve conflict we just gotta have sex
1: the bonobos, bro. Giant you can organ. either go with our chimp nature or our bonobo nature. I think the bonobos have figured it out.
0: When, I a, when a
1: male gets super aggressive, <laughs> they just kick him out of the tribe. And then he comes back with his hat in his hand about two days later because he's lonely. That's you know? crazy, man. Just take, ah. t- take the hyper-aggressives, the psychopaths, the, the you know the crazy people out. And all of a sudden, you've got a, a brand new world. But
0: There we go. Look at that. Looks like a face, right? Looks like a human, kind of. They all have different faces. Like this guy has a different face than yeah. this guy.
1: The other thing about bonobos oh, that girl. is uh, wildly interesting—they're wow. the only other species on Earth that does it missionary. <laughs> <laughs> wow! No other animal on Earth fucks face to face except for bonobos and humans. So I'm telling you, man, I feel I feel very uh, mm-hmm. confident in the self-domestication hypothesis. I feel like that's that's what happened with us. And now we look back and we're so far removed from these creatures. But think back to that Russian scientist. In 50 years, the foxes changed physiologically. Their appearances started to change after only 50 years of domestication. So now give yourself 100,000 years of self-domestication. That's the difference between you and a chimpanzee. (laughs) That's why you look so different. That's why you're so vastly different in so many ways, right?
0: You think we just became too isolated, you're saying?
1: Not isolated. I think that we, we literally just um, domesticated ourselves by, by um, being social and by basically removing the hyper aggressive, uh, you know, characters out of the tribes and stuff. And eventually that, that caused us to become more social. And basically, yeah, the self domestication hypothesis is like, when you domesticate a creature, an animal, it changes physiologically. And that's why we've changed so much from the apes we were you know, 2 billion or 2 million years ago, let's say.
0: Mm. Yo, I'm looking at these bonobos, man. They look kind of creepy. I
1: know, right? They're, and I, I guarantee you, if we could if we could just like preserve them and let them do keep think? doing what they're doing for another 20,000 years, they would end up just like us, man. They would just I'll turn out to be just like us because they're already this. on the way. Yeah, look at that, man. That's crazy.
0: They all right? have different faces, which is crazy because other animals don't have faces, right? Yeah. But... I mean, they do in a a certain way, but not to the extent of these bonobos. Like, look at that guy or girl has a different, totally different face than this one. Yeah. And they're sweet, man. Wow. I have such a fascination with apes. Like, I I think that's how we started this whole conversation. Oh, there they go. Doing their thing.
1: Yeah. 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 There you go. Face to face, man. I'm telling you, there's something there. There's something there. But yeah, that's just my speculation. Casual. (laughs) Yes. I like that position too, buddy. Good job. Missionary. Yeah, that's it, man. Face to face. That's maybe, maybe that's the, um, the that's deciding the factor. Life. Yeah. Between, between animal and, and a more advanced being, do you fuck face to face? That's the distinguishing yeah. factor.
0: I mean, Hey, there's something passionate about face to face. It's less rapey than from behind, you know? I don't
1: know. Totally, man, and it it does <laughs> actually imply some kind of connection, right? Like you staring yeah. the, you know two bonobos staring into each other's eyes while they yeah, kind of like you know,
0: yeah, well, uh, that is crazy when you think about it.
1: Yeah, dude, I, and again, I, I haven't brushed up on this in a while, but I, for a while I was um, I was deep into it. Bonobos fascinated me for a long time, and and then I got I, I picked up this uh, self-domestication hypothesis, and I was like, man just rings so true to me it's like because you know we want we feel like we're so different and we come up with these kind of like you know grandiose explanations like the gods made us out of clay and breathed into our lungs and (laughs) made us the gardeners of their palace or whatever and it's like yeah that's cool i can see why we would think that but i just feel like there's probably a more like simple explanation let's say and i think if you look at evolution and domestication and all that kind of stuff it's like oh that's a compelling theory let's say
0: yeah I think those those tales, those tall tales of our origin, are just different ways to explain that. Like, you, I think it just depends on how you look at it. Like, there are yeah. Yeah, you can explain it with the tall tales of you know Greek mythology, or you can also just take the evolutionary route, or you can take the root of Krishna and Raman and Atman, and you can take the root of uh, yeah. uh, you know Christianity, Revelations, but it's all getting around to the same thing. You know, it's just that we we all came from. This one thing and we're all just throughout throughout our missionary sex we have evolved into <laughs> these loving <laughs> beings of humans you know yeah. we, we kind of uh yeah we've transcended that animalistic like we, yeah we're, whatever the belief is it's like we've evolved is i guess yeah. what i'm trying to say is like no matter what, what kind of label you want to put on it we we've evolved past something and yeah, maybe we came from some divine source. Probably, Actually, we did. I think just life is divine itself, even if it yep. is just evolution. Yeah, man. We came from that source, living in the hunter-gatherer times, some animals, well, tracing it back, hunter-gatherer times, animals, uh, microbes. And then we were at one point, we were just like an atom. We were just like these like chemical reactions, you know, tracing yeah, that. That's divine. That's that, that's that story of, of God, I guess you could say. And here we are. We're here now but whatever label you want to put on it it's that yeah we seem to be we seem to be evolving still we're moving towards something like mm-hmm. that's why i'm always interested in like where are we going like, i think a lot of the idea of where people if they do think about it most people don't think about it but if there are people that think about it like like where we're at i think a lot of people think we've stopped our evolution like this is it we're here now we're the human beings that we are and this is the end you know we we have Google, we have TikTok, we have, Zoom, <laughs> and that's it. Where this is the end of our evolution, right? But no, we're as actually, good as it
1: gets, Gary.
0: <laughs> no nah, yeah, no. I mean, some people say we're devolving, into, and I think that is also the case. But I think there is also an aspect of us that is evolving somehow, and we're evolving. Getting back to it, that hive mind. We're getting to get back to that one that oneness because we were separate for so long in the internet is allowing us to get back to a sense of familiarity, similarity with each other somehow. Mm. Like I think the internet is more than just TikTok. It's more than just uh, Instagram likes. It's more than just, you know, funny videos and memes. It's it's actually a connectivity between all of us. It's the one intelligence. It's it's literally like the whole, the in, in these epics of, uh, you know, say Brahman and Atman and that whole idea of, uh, of the father and the son, you know, this, the, the, idea of, of the one becoming the many as we are now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, in, in the next stage is the one, the many, and then going back to the one yeah. yet still holding on to the manyness. Yeah. That's the next stage of the evolution. It's like, we came from this one singularity yeah. divided ourselves into this multiplicity that we are now billions and billions of nodes, as you said, Mm-hmm. And we're going to stay those nodes, stay as those nodes and go back into a, a consciousness of the oneness, yes. yet also keeping the nodes in the multiplicity. And yeah. what that means like <laughs> for, for what we are as a being, I yeah. don't know. But I think, you know, staying on the whole futurism aspect, that's where we're going. Like we're, we're somehow evolving into this being that is one yet separate. Yin. Mm-hmm and yang you know and uh, that's the paradox
1: man that's the paradox individual and collective right like individually unique but at the same time universal because you know the uniqueness that you have is um let's say a veneer right and underneath that veneer there's a common core of humanity that is the same in all of us Mm -hmm. so you are an individual unique snowflake (laughs) no Mm one is no one is identical to you but at the same time underneath that individuality everyone is exactly like you And in fact, everyone is the same. So it's like navigating this interesting paradox of being a unique individual while also recognizing that we're all one. Exactly. And you said something really brilliant there because you're right. We all come from that state of oneness. But the difference is when we were in that state of oneness before it was unconscious. And now, as you said, we are entering into that state of oneness consciously and deliberately yeah. while keeping your individuality intact. Right. Yeah. And so if we can manage to do that, like you've been saying all along, dude, I've, you know, I've been watching your videos and, and our old you know, interviews that we've done and stuff. You keep saying like, this is the, the, the first like day of the future. Or like you keep saying yep. like we're on the cusp of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Dude, that, if that happens, the world will be radically transformed. Like we think that it's crazy now looking at the internet and all this stuff. Dude, if we can all recognize our oneness while maintaining our individuality at the same time, this entire planet is going to change for the better. And we are going to become Star Trek (laughs) level beings, my friend. We're going to go vacationing on Mars in in 30 years because we have it. We have Mm -hmm. the technology. We have the know-how. We have everything at our disposal. The only thing we're missing is this awareness of our uh, commonality, our our connection, man, our connection to every other creature on this earth,
0: basically. That's the next stage is is us all becoming conscious of that. And it may seem crazy because honestly, that's not the paradigm right now. We're we're still not running on that, even though we were developing the technology for the Jetsons, like we talked about in Star Trek. We're still that we're not it's not going to be able to work unless we have the consciousness of all is one and one is all. Because if we don't develop that, we're gonna blow ourselves up. It's that simple. Like we, if we develop some kind of technology like that, and we still have hatred in our hearts toward other human beings, something, something big's gonna happen. We're gonna, we're in a nuclear bomb, you know, um, some kind of uh, electrical grid strike. I don't know, whatever it is, something bad's gonna happen. And oh, yeah. it, unless we, uh, we evolve consciously to that point of all is one, one is all, it's not gonna work you know, but we, yeah, we are true. going to, there's no, there's no, you, you, there's no, you, there's no choice. We, we have to get to this point that I'm speaking about right now. And, and I know this for a fact because I speak to other people that are on this wavelength. So yeah. I know that I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy, mom. <laughs> <laughs> there's other people out there like me. Gary's and... mom. You better
1: listen. <laughs> He's saying,
0: yeah, seriously. Well, listen,
1: listen, man. Being sane in an insane world, right? I mean, you're going to feel some alienation. That's that's a, a side effect, right? Um, and people are going to think you're the crazy one because the entire world's crazy, and you're one of the few that's uh, that's on the the wavelength, right? So it's that okay. makes perfect they thought sense. thought Jesus
0: was crazy too, bro. That's all of them, man. All of them. All of the the great- they, they, were all, they
1: were all they're all they're all rebels bro they were all going against the grain they were all thought to be crazy by the people of their time and then you know lo and behold, 2,000 years later there's a uh, thousand denominations of Christianity out there worshiping mm-hmm. the dude. yeah it, it's pretty wild man but uh, I don't know if we have to do it. I think that we're uh, definitely uh, we should definitely build towards that. I think that would be wise of us and I think that those of us who are on this wavelength should definitely continue working towards that. Uh, but I mean, it, like you said, it could easily come to an end, right? I mean, we could easily wipe ourselves out. And especially because like hmm. this whole paradox, you know, we're talking about interhuman connection, right? The fact that all humans are one. But another aspect of this uh, evolutionary leap in consciousness has to include the earth, man, and nature. Like, we have to recognize that we are also one with the planet and that we don't exist without the planet. And so our fate and our well-being is tied up with the entire uh, fate and well-being of the world. And if we observe nature and we study nature and we see how it operates and we do the opposite, which is what we're doing now, right? Infinite growth, right? Doesn't exist in nature. Waste doesn't exist in nature Uh, until we learn to align ourselves with the way nature works and to work with it instead of against it there's still a very good chance that we're going to fuck ourselves up i mean dude the weather in my town last weekend was hotter than the sahara desert i live on vancouver island british columbia it was hotter here than the sahara desert climate change is fucking legit and i don't know if we're doing it or if it's just the natural cycles of the earth or both whatever it's real man i can see it year to year it's been radical and it's because we're working against nature we're not we're, we're studying nature. We understand how she works, and mm-hmm. then we're going against the grain. It's like, no, no, dudes.
0: Yeah, nothing yeah.
1: works like this in nature. Why do you think that infinite growth is possible on a planet with finite re- everything, finite yeah. resources, finite everything? How can you think that infinite growth is possible, right? Um, it, it's wild. How can you think that landfills are possible? There's no waste in nature. You go into a forest. The forest does not produce waste. Its waste is fuel for new yep. growth and regeneration. We can mm-hmm. do the same, man. We have the understanding and the knowledge. So not only do we have to figure out that we're all one as a species, we have to figure out that we're all one with the planet and we have to get in alignment. It doesn't mean going back to like work tilling the soil with fucking stone tools. It means using technology to get in alignment with the way things are. It means using our understanding to become one with nature and one with each other. And then pff, nothing can stop us. We will. Amen populate the entire fucking universe my friend humans Mm -hmm. everywhere (laughs) for better or worse right
0: (laughs) yeah man amen that's 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 the goal that's all that's all part of that that paradigm shift consciousness that i was talking about you know it's all it all relates to that and what it is is we need people that are powerful and actually can make decisions like that and that have a lot more money and influence than i do to get on that wavelength you know we need the dose (laughs) <laughs> these people with psilocybin, <laughs> all of these powerful people—they need to get on that wavelength, man. Because like, what am I mean? What am I going to do other than talk about it? Maybe I can make some small decisions, like you know, I don't know, don't run the water while I'm not brushing my, while I'm brushing my teeth, or you know, just simple things in day-to-day life. You know, renewable plastic bags, uh, little things like that. But is that really going to change the world? If we all did it, yeah, but I know that's not going to happen. But what's really going to change the world is the policymakers and people that, Mm. you know, own these companies that have the ability to change the products that we use and to change the way that we actually do live our life and, you know, institute certain laws and procedures that enable us to create that better world. Uh, I don't know how we get them on that wavelength though, because it's like, it's crazy, man. Those people, the, 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 I feel like the the most powerful people are the ones that are the most lost, which is understandable. Mm yeah those are yeah, the ones that are yeah. most attached to their power that's what it is and their ego too right you you mentioned at the beginning you need some of these people to
1: come in with money they need to be selfless that's the problem got lots of people with enough money to make it happen but they're not selfless they're very much ego driven and so <clears throat> as long as you've got motives like that you know you're 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 in it for uh your own fame your own wealth your own whatever acquisitions yeah there's no way that those people are going to be on that wavelength but yeah who knows right? I mean, <laughs> I like the idea of dosing them I think that would be a, I think that would be an elegant solution to the problem if only we could find out you know if they all have like a, a team meeting once a year, you know, it'd be nice to like slip some LSD into the water supply there or something and see what <laughs> happens. but yeah, I don't know man. it's um it's back to the system, it's back to what we started talking about, right it, it, you and I can't can't reverse climate change, we can't fix the problems individually. We need to fix the systems that perpetuate the problems and allow the problems to exist, right? That allow uh, companies to pollute and dump things into rivers and, you know, all that kind of shit, right? Like we have to fix the system, but that's something we can do, I think, in a democracy, at least in theory.
0: Yeah, in theory. (laughs) In an uncorrupt democracy, yes.
1: Well, and in fact, the fact that it's corruptible and the fact that it's, like I said, a 300 year old system with lots of vulnerabilities actually makes it easier for us to exploit. It makes it easier for us. There there are loopholes. There are ways to, um, let's say, hijack the system, I think, um, especially in Canada. I mean, I know in Canada, you know, I think it's like 50 percent of the population doesn't vote if you could create a political movement that engaged that percentage of the population the ones that don't vote you've got yourself a majority government you can you can change the laws you can do whatever you want yeah so i think you can hijack the government and in the us it's probably similar like there's a way to do it you just need critical mass you need a lot of people on the same page to get on board and to to vote and to you know get involved and that's that's the challenging part
0: yeah right Well, I think voting will eventually be on our phones through technology, through the blockchain, probably. Not if if they have any say in it.
1: Not if the elite and the – they don't want that because then you will get the type of change, systemic change that I'm describing. Because if you had the ability to vote on your phone, you wouldn't just be voting on your representative. You wouldn't just be voting for the president. You'd be voting on bills. You'd be voting on laws. You'd be maybe proposing your own fucking laws. And if enough people support it, why couldn't it become – A law in government. You know what I mean? So I think they're going to fight that as hard as they can. They don't want you to have that kind of access to the, to the system because then it will change and then they will be out of a job. Why, why do we need representatives?
0: If you can do everything over, you know, your computer and your phone, right? You're your own representative now. Maybe that's what the future entails: is that we won't humans aren't going to be us. Like they're not going to be running us. I mean, you know, like human uh, technology will essentially be our master, and we'll we'll, like there'll be some kind of like won't even not really like a government like we have now. So like don't picture like you know like a a representatives such as that we have now where we elect reps that yeah
1: like congressmen and senators yeah like
0: not anything like that like a a government that's has no like there's no three branches there's no president but there's some I don't know. I'm not proposing any solution, but some kind of government or system that algorithm, some kind of algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that we all agree on somehow. And, and it's, it kind of is like our overseer. It's kind of Mm -hmm. like our, it's our arbiter. It's something that kind of is, it decides, it doesn't decide the rules, but it's the one that holds the rules in place for.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Our future. That's like, that seems to be like, if you if you don't corrupt the technology, which how do we go about that? I don't know. Maybe the blockchain sounds like
1: blockchain. Yeah, blockchain is hard to corrupt, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So if we if we create, that's why blockchain and cryptocurrency is the next big thing, man. It's it's mm-hmm. people don't see this coming, but it's going to change the world more than just being able to you know uh, buy some food and Bitcoin. It's going to change our systems. <laughs> it's going yeah. to change everything. Uh, but we're still so early in that you can't see it coming. Getting back to like technology, you don't see coming before it's already too late, right?
1: Yeah. I've heard that the blockchain, I've been told that for online voting, that is the most secure way to uh, enact any kind of like direct democracy, right? Where you have your own say, you're your own representative. And I think that personally is the way of the future. I think we have to get there or we we should be working towards it. And, you know, it's interesting. What do you think of this? Whenever I bring this up to people, they kind of cringe and they're like, like people can't run themselves. Like, The population, the general population, isn't smart enough to make these types of decisions, right? Because I'm talking about like you and I taking things into our own hands, right? Having our own our own votes and our own power, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are very cynical about that. So, what's your view on that? Because if you're giving, if you're opening it up and you're letting people have more access to politics and have their own voice and their own say, you're also opening it up to people, like I don't know, people who are racist, people who have uh, basically what you and I would consider to be antiquated ideas about humans and you know identity and stuff like that so what what's your take on that
0: mm, that is yeah i mean that's true because yeah not everybody's on the on the on the good they're not, they're not everybody's a good guy not everybody's <laughs> yeah. on the
1: kumbaya train like you no,
0: and I, right no there's some people on the dark side and yeah. uh maybe we don't get to that point until we change our consciousness first like i don't maybe we're just not physically we have to recognize that we aren't able to be independently uh, uh self uh, governing, Self, yeah. Mm-hmm. Until we change our way of life, our consciousness, which, which by then we're probably going to be in a totally different world, you know. Yeah. I don't, I yeah. We're, right now. If we were to say tomorrow institute that self-governing process through the blockchain, oof, shit would be crazy, man. We would like there's too many racist people out there, like you said. There's too many people that are just so lost in the sauce, so far gone, where just like we'd have some laws and stuff that would pass that probably wouldn't be a good idea. And yeah, I mean, mm. it's a very, very complicated issue. Like what yeah. we're talking about is like, we're talking about it very basically in basic premise, but yeah, the whole, the, the intricacies of that system, the said system that we're talking about, it's, it's, it's so complicated on how it would actually make w- work. You know, yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I can see it though. I can see something like that happening. Like um, I heard somebody say this the other day. I don't know who it was, where it was. But decentralization is evolution. Maybe that wasn't mm-hmm. when I was talking to Ruben the other day. I don't know. But decentralization, yeah. like the we we've become through through our evolution, more and more decentralized as we go on. Like yeah. we started off with the kings, and you had the peasants, and you know, um, you know, just the whole uh, aspect of just you had one ruler, and that's yeah. it, and he was the central government but slowly but surely, we're moving toward decentralization, just with the advent of democracy and republics. That is decentralization, even though we still have representatives and we still have a president or prime minister. um, It's still divided power. It's still checks and balances, right? So I think just natural evolution through while we're evolving our consciousness, we're going to naturally evolve into some kind of decentralized system through technology and I'm not going to be the one to propose this is how to do it I'm just saying I can see that how uh, the future unfolding that way and like I honestly dude I don't think humans are going to run us I think it's going to be technology is going to be the arbiter mm. of our species in the future which is that's crazy that's but like we're that's the, some but we're the arbiter it.
1: of technology my friend so indirectly yeah. we're still you know we're creating these um uh, AI networks that are smarter than us, but we've somehow created them. (laughs) It's kind of a, that's a paradox in itself, right? I mean, they've got these like deep thinking AI networks that, you know, you plug in the medical data for uh, an entire hospital and it'll start predict the health outcomes of its patients with more accuracy than any doctor could. And the doctors Mm -hmm. are looking and they're like, how did the algorithm predict this and they're looking at all the data for this patient and they can't figure out what the freaking the computer knew (laughs) somehow it saw a pattern that humans can't detect in the in all the data right so yeah I think even if we get to that point it's like we're still behind the veil like of the technology we're still the ones tooling the technology and making it do what it does but in some ways I think having an impartial kind of algorithm or AI uh, at least oversee things maybe not be like the dictator of the world but like as the sort of foundation of our, of our governance would make a lot of sense because it's impartial. It's a lot smarter than we are. And it understands things at a level that we can't understand. So, you know, it would probably take care of a lot of the, uh, of the debates that we would have, because it's like, there is no debate. (laughs) This is what the freaking computer said. It knows it's 99.9% accurate. That's what we're going with. Right. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. Take some of the guesswork out of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. I mean, who knows when we have Skynet, you know what I'm saying? That's in the future. That's, that's way in the future. That's like outside the, the concept of what I can think right now. But I think the the next the, the closest step that we can kind of imagine is creating a system of technology that um, is uncorruptible. But mm-hmm. so we still have human beings that are running us that, that we say they are the president or representative, whatever it is. But the way they got elected is uncorruptible and and um you know get rid of the whole lobbying aspect and you know the whole let's make our system a system through technology through maybe blockchain whatever it is some kind of algorithm that is no matter what is uncorruptible there's no there's no greediness there's no like sly backdoor deals there's only everything is transparent and i think that's the first step in this before we get to Skynet is creating a, a system that is is able to be just and fair. And like I said, transparent, everybody can see the system that we have set up. And then yep. from there we get into not even needing humans anymore, but how far in the future that is, could be hundreds of years, I don't know. But I think that's the next, most rational next step is creating, like I said, getting rid, rid- of these old systems that were created thousands of years ago and, and still keeping the, the core tenets and the values of, because democracy, I think is a great idea, yep, keeping yep. The, the idea of democracy, but evolving it, making it into democracy 2.0, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of probably gonna be the next step, and it's probably gonna be through blockchain, because you can't, like I said, you can't corrupt blockchain technology. There's, you just, you can't, you, there's, you just can't, like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to explain. You just, you just, you just can't. The, the whole point of blockchain is to be uncorruptible. So through that, through some kind of I don't know, app that they someone creates on there, someone that knows way more than I do, will mm-hmm. create some kind of essence to make a system that is a hundred percent because that's the thing about a blockchain too, is you can trace everything. Yep. So it'll make it be transparent, mm-hmm. traceable, and fair. Yep. I think fair is a good word. Fair for everybody. Like if I wanted to run for president, Maybe yo, you know what? I'm gonna run for president and all. for whenever <laughs> this happens, I'm gonna become president. Because right now, I couldn't run for president. No, of course not. It wouldn't work. I don't have Dude, enough you, money. You, you,
1: you couldn't even run for senator, Congress, bro. Like, it's not. It's not a democracy. It's not a free market. It's none of those things. I mean, that you could call it what you want. It's just like saying that the uh, the Chinese are communists. It's like no, they're not communists. They, there's never been a communist state. Like, you know, people throw these labels around without knowing what they actually mean and at the end of the day yeah (laughs) it's pretty crazy to me that people think that like china is communist but yeah the the political literacy well they they, okay so china right now do you think china is a communist country they're 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 run by the chinese communist party right but do you think that china is a communist country
0: from what i've been told yes i don't know too much about it but you mean like is it less communist than North Korea? hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Is that where you're getting at?
1: If you look up a definition of communism right now, you will see that there has never been a communist state
0: in the world. Oh, in, like a, in its definition, like what Karl Marx was talking about.
1: Yeah. Just like how the National Socialist Party of Germany, the Nazi Party, they weren't socialists. You think you think Hitler was a socialist? Yeah. He was fighting against socialism. Right? He was a dictator posing as a socialist, just like the Chinese Communist Party is a dictatorship posing as communism, just like how Stalin was a a dictator posing as a communist. So you can call yourself a communist, a free market capitalist. You can say that it's a democracy. You can say whatever you want. But when Mm. you look at the actual ins and outs of the system, that tells you what it is. So again, China is a dictatorship. It's not a communist regime. There's no communism there. Communism seeks to eliminate all currency. So any country that has currency, that is involved uh, in free market capitalism, that has private ownership of any means of production, right off the bat, they're disqualified. They're not communists. Mm -hmm. That goes against the definition of communism. Now, you can call yourself communist if you want, and people can say you're communist but if you look at what communism is it's that's not it just like how the, the hitler wasn't a socialist he called himself a socialist he ran under the national socialist party but nobody is saying hey look at those nazi socialists like
0: yeah yeah because they
1: weren't a, they, they were dictators they were mm-hmm. fascists right so To me, it's like, yeah, you know, we talk about democracy in in Canada, in the US, there's no democracy, you can't fucking run for office, bro, you can, but good luck, you don't have enough money, I don't have enough money, I don't have the and and even if I had enough money, I got to work to feed my family, I can't just take off and quit my job and run for office. I don't have the means to do that. I don't have the freedom to do that. So is it really Mm -hmm. a democracy when you're really only allowing the rich and the well off to govern you? I don't know. Doesn't no. sound like a democracy to me. Sounds like an oligarchy or something like that, right?
0: Yeah. Whatever label you want to put on it, it's not fair, like we talked about. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's not democratic. Like political parties are anti democratic as well, because if you're voting for uh, a representative who's a part of a political party, like in in Canada, for example, I elect a member of parliament in my uh, in my jurisdiction or whatever. He goes to Ottawa to represent me, but he doesn't represent me. He represents the Liberal Party of Canada or the Conservative Party of Canada or whoever whatever party he's a part of. Um, he's representing their interests. and so if my interests are at odds with the party's interest, he's going to go to bat for the party because he depends on the party. The mm-hmm. party gives him the seat. the party tells him what to do. so I'm not getting any representation. There's no democracy there. There's yeah. no representation there. They're representing a political party. My interests come second. And if they happen to align with the party, then I might benefit, but otherwise it's just a fluke.
0: Yep. Wow. Well, yeah, <laughs> so fucked.
1: It's, there's <laughs> no, we're not. And again, free market capitalism is the other thing, right? Deregulated markets are not free markets, bro. If you deregulate the market, you get monopolies. And a monopoly yeah. is the opposite of a free market. Because if you want to start a coffee shop and Starbucks is right across the street from you, you're screwed, buddy. And Starbucks mm-hmm. is on every corner, right? So it's like, how is that a free market? You got to regulate the market in order to make sure that it stays free and that the playing field is level. If you deregulate it, it's the opposite of a free market. And that's what you have. That's what we have in Canada. There's no free market here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Somewhere Small in the businesses middle.
1: get pooched, right? And oh, the big oh, businesses yeah. get all the tax write-offs and they get all the help and the COVID payouts. And then their yeah. their CEOs get $2 million bonuses. No free market, right? So you can call it what you want. That's all I'm saying. I don't really care about communism, socialism, all that stuff. It's, it's all yesterday's news to me. But people calling... government a communist government to me it just cracks me up because it's like look up the definition of communism there's never been a communist state even the russians (laughs) even the ussr was not communist i don't care what you say they were a fascist dictatorship and they pretended to be communist because that's what got them in power and got them the support of the peasants and the people but there's no communism there bro
0: (laughs) yeah right communism in its true essence is actually isn't like evil You know, not at all. Like what Karl Marx was talking about wasn't actually like an evil dictator, you know, fascist system like we see. It's the
1: opposite. There's no ruling class in communism. That's the
0: other thing. So as
1: soon as you've got a ruling party, a ruling person, you're missing the mark. That's not what that's not what communism is. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, and we can debate whether communism uh, can exist. Right. I mean, maybe maybe it's impossible. You, You always need a centralized ruler or a party or something to take care of things. But You know, the fact is, you know, accusing people of being communist or states of being communist is like people got to educate themselves a little bit. Wikipedia, (laughs) bro, Wikipedia, that's all you need. (laughs) Look up, look, type in communism in your browser right now. You'll see for yourself, man. There's no communist state in the world right now. Yeah. Damn.
0: That's crazy.
1: (laughs) And there's a few democratic states as well. That's the other thing I would put forth. Yeah. There's not a lot of democracy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, it just comes down to like education if you just educate yourself a little bit more, but that's the problem too is we live in a world where just nobody takes the time to just read. I don't know, read, or just listen like, we're all have such short attention spans nowadays, you know, that's yep. why I kind of fear for the youth because mm. they don't have attention spans, bro. And like I recognize that we're talk. we've been talking for over an hour now and mm-hmm. most likely people aren't going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> most likely, you know, but if they do, they're probably going to find some value. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but we talked about some cool shit. And, you know, so. you do on your channel and I do on my channel as well with other people. But it just it, that's the difference between becoming a conscious being in the future and unconscious. Is like, are you going to get lost in the sauce of TikTok dances, 60 second videos? <laughs> or are you going to take time to better yourself and actually, you know, educate yourself and, and learn? That's what it comes down to just being able to learn and you're not going to learn anything from 60 second videos, bro. And, 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 you know, your Facebook, you well, you might learn something from Facebook, who knows, but like most likely you're not going to learn something from some kind of meme, you know, some kind of image. There's yes. that's what being conscious is about, man. I think I, well, not all of it, but one aspect of it is just being able to teach yourself something, being able to grow, being able to sit down and read a book or listen to an hour long podcast or something like that, you know, like that, that, is huge and that's going to be the difference between people that are going to get lost in the sauce lost in the system in the future and the people that are actually gonna have some say have some kind of um i don't know if you want to say power but have some influence and have some kind of uh freedom in the future you know freedom not maybe not necessarily of the wallet maybe that'll come with it uh but freedom of the mind and that's huge you know because like knowing that I can, I can sit down and listen to some podcast or read a book and read a whole article or learn about communism if I really wanted to, that's power. <laughs> I don't suggest it, but
1: <laughs> yeah, it is
0: power. I agree. That is true power of the, of the individual. That's becoming the sovereign individual. And I, you know, I talked about us evolving into that, that conscious being, and it's true. Like, I think we are, but I don't know if everybody is. I think the select few are.
1: What you're describing is discipline, my friend. I mean, it's the Mm -hmm. discipline to, again, it's the divided nature that we talked about earlier, The the animal wants TikTok, the animal wants video games, the animal wants a six pack of beer, the animal wants whatever, right? And so the conscious individual is one who has the discipline to say, no, not today. I'm going to do this instead. I'm going to read a book today. I'm going to take a course. I'm going to do, you know, even though it's not growth. inherently pleasurable in the short term. In the long term, you recognize that it's for the better. And so you you put the long term goals in front of the short term uh, gratification. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's hard to do, bro. Even as a person who uh, is conscious, I would say most of the time, that's not easy, man.
0: Yeah. I,
1: sometimes I just want to veg, man. I just want to play video games. I just want to <laughs> hang out with my kids and do nothing, right? I don't want to read a book. I don't want to meditate or whatever. So, you know, anytime you... Um, anytime you exercise your, uh, sense of discipline and you do something like that, like you put your long-term goals and your, your self-improvement ahead of, you know, gratification, I think is, uh, I think it's worth celebrating those moments, man. Cause it's not easy.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's just the balance. You know, yeah. You got to enjoy life a little bit too.
1: Agree. Just I find think that You're balance. good at that, man. I think you're good at that. I like that. That's one of the things I like about you is you're, you're not, you know, you're not all on one side. You're a balanced individual. You know, last time we <laughs> chatted, you were going out to a party or a concert or something, and it's like, yeah. fuck yeah, man, live life, bro. I mean, you're here for, you know, who knows how long. So you got to make full use and full enjoyment of this uh, this lifetime.
0: Mm-hmm. The middle way. That's the middle path. That's my side right. My my path in this life is not to be a monk. At least at this point, I don't see that. My yeah. and my path also is not to just be some Joe schmo schmuck. You know, I, I'm somewhere in the <laughs> middle. I'm somewhere between the monk and Oh shit. I'm somewhere between the monk and, you know, uh, someone that's lost in the sauce. You know, I get, I, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I, I think I'm, I'm like the, I'm, I'm like the, uh, I'm like the bringing it to the people, you know, the, the way yeah. it, it, it does lie somewhere in the middle, because if you're too much, if you're too much, like you said, in your studies and into growth, and you're going to miss the point of this life. Mm-hmm. But if you're too much, not into that, then you're going to become unconscious and you're going to, fall behind and just you're gonna suffer essentially you know and i think uh yeah somewhere in the middle at least for me i'm a libra so as for your astrology (laughs) fans it's all about the balance (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how Uh, true that is but that's probably why i like the balance you know it's somewhere in between is how you truly for me at least find the art of living
1: that's that's where i'm at too brother i mean (laughs) moderation in all things especially moderation you got to moderate your moderation you can't be too moderate <laughs> you gotta yeah. have a good balance but yeah no i i completely agree man it's just uh yeah it, balance is key i mean you can't i think like being all the way to in one direction or the other and, and again to take it back to politics it's the same fucking thing bro left wing right wing mm-hmm. have you ever seen a bird fly with one wing <laughs> You need both wings. You need both wings. You need the the socialism and the the capitalism. You need the democracy and the fascism. You need all of it. There's elements of, of all of these political ideologies that are not only valuable, but when you integrate them together as a singular whole, it's like, oh, that's how they're supposed to work now. Yep. Like doing all one way and none of the other is stupid. makes no sense. Exactly. It's all about finding a balance, right? Those political compasses that you show you, whether you're left, right, or whatever. It's like, draw a big circle in the center. That's where we need to be because there's elements of all four of those, like, you know, political ideologies that are very valuable and important. Yeah, and exactly. if, you, if you, you know, double down on one and you ignore the other, you're going to be missing out on a lot of those important aspects.
0: Yep. That's the way. The way is, is the middle way. It's like yeah, in man. Skywalker, you got to bring balance to the force. That's what he did. That's the that's whole. That's exactly
1: right. Yes.
0: That's the whole story of Star Wars. He had to bring a little bit of balance.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. He was right yeah. in the dark side. You know, he's like, uh, you got to be yeah. a little bit on the edge there. But <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. And it's like, you know, we're living in a world of extremes. So I think your message and your way of, of the middle path is exactly what we need right now, man. Exactly yeah. what we
0: need. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if everyone's suited for it, but I think we can all do it to a certain extent in our own way.
1: It looks different for everybody. The middle way for you and the middle way for me, you know, with three kids and a wife and a house and a job and all that stuff. (laughs) It's going to look different, but it doesn't matter. Everybody has to find their own middle way, find their own center.
0: Exactly. And
1: try to spend as much time in that center. And again, I'm not trying to preach and tell people what they should do. I'm just, you know, again, my theory, my hypothesis is that if we spend more time in that center, in that heart cave, And we see things around us for what they really are. Because if you're all the way one side, you're not going to have a realistic picture of the whole, right? Your your perception is going to be skewed. But when you stand in the center, you see everything around you clearly. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need right now, because a lot of us, we're, we're confused and we're not seeing things clearly. And so, yeah, man, that's the place to be.
0: True that. Staying centered, staying aligned. It's tough. It's an ongoing thing. That's the thing, too, is it's not like once you get there, you're there it's a it's it's a whole it's a lifestyle it's a practice for me at least to be able to not like oh don't get too sucked into one ideology or don't get too sucked into one practice to stay fluid to stay Mm. in the flow of life that's a skill that's and it's a skill that i'm cultivating every single day throughout my yoga practice throughout my teachings my learnings um whatever it is my meditations it's a skill and and once you get on that path once you get on that at least for me can't get off it, man. I mean, you could, you can, you can stray away from it a little bit maybe, but I always, I can't, there's no other way to live my life now. Like once you walk the path, as they call it, there's no, there's only one way to live life. I can't, I can't just get sucked into a regular day-to-day job or, you know, I, I mean, it's okay to have a job. I'm not saying that, but I'm, yeah. to get sucked into that and think that's your identity or just get to sucked into any I- ideology or lifestyle that i call this is me this is this is who i am i just can't do that man there's no the path is the path the way is the way there's mm-hmm. no other once you find the way there's no other way there's no other way <laughs> there's no other way to live your life that's how i see it at least like, i can't i i can't go back like there's no going back once you become aware of all right so let me refer let me go back a little bit like once you, you know whether it's through psychedelics yoga meditation traumatic event um whatever it is there's a certain awareness you come to you're like damn i gotta change the way i live my life or else i'm gonna suffer and yeah. once you come to that conclusion there's no going back like i can't I do yoga regularly, like crazy Kundalini yoga regularly. I, I meditate.
1: Yeah, six hours of fucking meditation straight, bro. That's <laughs> wild. Well, that that was is intense. wild. That was yeah, just... man. I
0: watched your video after.
1: You were high on your own
0: supply, my friend. Yeah, I was insane, man. Honestly, uh, that was really insane. I don't think I'll do that again because it was actually not. It was not pleasurable. I just wanted no. to do it to prove it to myself and to prove it to other people that it can be done. Yeah, uh, and. Yeah, like, but I still meditate. You know, I don't have to do it for six hours, but I still do it regularly, and that's the path for me. I don't think I could ever stray yeah. away from that. There's no other way to live life because if I do, then I'm just going to suffer. And and once you realize that, there's no like I said, there's no going back. You know, once you're in the Jedi Order. You don't. You
1: don't <laughs> <laughs> well, and it kind of implies that what you're saying kind of implies that suffering is to to some extent a choice, right? And I mean, I don't know, people in the audience, uh, if you've gotten this far, you might be outraged by that proposition, but I would have to agree with you if that's what you're kind of saying. man. like, pain is pain is is inevitable, right? You have a physical body, you're going to experience pain at some point in this life. It's it's highly probable, it's almost certain that you will. Um, but suffering is not mandatory you don't have to suffer suffering is to some extent a choice right and what you're describing here is um the way that you have found to alleviate suffering or to prevent it from from happening unnecessarily in your life right i mean your way is is what prevents or you know eliminates the suffering in a lot of cases
0: yeah and we all we can all do that in our own way no pun intended we can all do that is find that that flow in yeah. our own whatever it is, whatever, I'm not going to tell you how to do it. I can tell you how I do it. I've told, I've said it plenty of times how I do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the way that I do it, like you said, you have three kids, you have a house and a job. Whatever's going on in your life, yeah. if that's your life. You got to figure out your flow. Whatever's yeah. going on in my life, I got to figure out my flow. But there yeah. is a certain essence that we can all touch upon where we reach that perspective of I'm not suffering, even though I may be in pain. There's no, there's no one to suffer. That's essentially what it is. There's no yeah. suffering being here. If you yeah. just could, and what it comes down to is, for me at least, I come down to being the witness of that. If yeah. I can continually reach my perspective into grounding myself into the witness of, hmm, okay, I got a little bit of foot pain today, or I got a little bit of uh, weird anxiety today, or ooh, I got a little bit of a stomach ache, and I just notice that. And mm-hmm. I say, oh, but that's not me that's just something that's it's just a phenomena like a movie and i know some things are easier said than done to do that but that's why we have the practices to train our mind to be able to handle whatever comes up like i do these crazy intense yoga sessions insane painful i wouldn't want to do like you don't want to do yoga that's the thing like when you truly do yoga you don't want to do it it's not something that's like i want to go do it and have some fun it's like no i do it to train my mind to be okay if not with not being okay to be to say to say that like, hey, all is temporary, you know, I could be in this crazy pain, sweating my balls off, uh, just re- feeling really uncomfortable right now. But I know, at the end of this practice, when I'm lying on my mat, just breathing, it'll be worth it. Yeah. And that trains your mind. It really does. I want to make a video about yoga and the importance of yoga, It train or any physical exercise, honestly, mm-hmm. whatever your yoga is, because that's the thing yep. too that I want to talk about is yoga isn't just stretching yoga is your way to train your mind. To be able to be susceptible to unpleasurable events essentially so that you can reside as the witness so that you can know that you're not the suffering being to know that you are everything your consciousness you you are not this this body this meets you are way more than this being that is thinks it's suffering going through emotional turmoil physical turmoil whatever it is Mm -hmm. whatever it is to reach that union on the inside, that's what yoga means. Whatever yeah. it is to reach that union with the divine, with the inside, with infinite consciousness, with God, whatever it is, whatever you got to do to reach that. Swami Chaitanya said, the guy I talked to who smokes a lot of weed, he said, whatever you got to do to reach the divine is up to you. And that's <laughs> pretty much my, I've li- I live by that. That's my mantra. Whatever you have to do to yeah. reach the divine, that's up to you, but it's possible. We all have our own way to do it, but the way is the way is the
1: way (laughs) well said sir yeah i was just gonna say man exercise and and uh is the same right i mean you know you think that um pain is bad but it's not so not all pain is bad and uh, i mean if you work out or if you do this kind of yoga that you do um you realize the pain is good and you learn to embrace it and so you're training your mind and your body as you said to uh to view pain differently right that's what it is yeah. And and to stop viewing it as a oh god no no not pain no no to yes Grabbed it by the horns, man. Like I do some workouts that are like short and intense. And every time I'm about to start it, I'm like, fuck, God damn it. Not again. (laughs) Me and my wife both were like, why are we doing this again? And 30 minutes later, we're drenched in sweat, you know, whatever. But it feels good. It feels good afterwards, right? So yeah, it's it's back to discipline. And it's like the body and the mind just get in the way of that experience of union. And so what you're describing to me is like a training regime to soften that motherfucker up. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. stop getting in the way here I'm going to tire you out so bad body that you're going to have no walls left to put up. You're going to have no resistances left. And you're going to finally experience what it's like to be one with everything. But in order to get there, you have to soften that guy up a bit. You have to soften the body and the mind up because they're just, they resist it. They're, they they do not want that. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's yeah. not the easier. That's the thing. It's not easy. Cause it's so, so much easier to just sit on the couch, eat some Cheetos, watch some Netflix. Right. That's what yep. we all do. We all do it sometimes. That's Okay. But if uh-huh. you get stuck in that rut and doing that every night and playing video games every yeah. night and doing that all the time and creating patterns out of that and rituals out of that. Yeah, that's not that's not how you I mean, personally, that's not how I want to live my life, because then it's just like you said, it makes it makes your character soft. Like it makes you just not be able to handle like the, the real grit of life, the, the shit that's going to happen to you. When if you train your mind to create rituals where you do almost in a way inflict your own pain on yourself. You inflict your own uh, suffering, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it creates the suffering that you don't necessarily consciously inflict on yourself. A little bit easier to bear. That's how I see that's it. That's
1: right. Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's training yourself for when when real pain comes. Right. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, bench pressing or whatever, hitting the bag, and it's like I, it's burning. It's like that's that's a good kind of pain. And so, if you're getting used to that kind of pain maybe if you break your leg or you have some illness or something, it's like, well, this is just the same sensation. It's just pain. Right. And I'm, I'm capable of handling pain because I subject myself to it willingly when I do yoga or workout or whatever, go for, for jogs. Right. Um, You learn to push yourself past your physical thresholds because you realize that you're not the physical, right? Uh, Essentially, right? Your, your, your body's saying no more, no more, but you can actually push yourself further than that. You can go harder. And it's like, your mind will tell you you're done long before you're actually done. Yeah. Like you can go a lot further than you think you can. And and that's true for everybody. It doesn't matter what your fitness level is or what your activity is. If you, and for me, a lot of the times I work out stone, I'm not going to lie to you. And that helps because (laughs) the mind, the mind is like no, And you're like, fuck off. Oh, oh." (laughs) you know, you just keep going right but you can push yourself a lot further than you think you can and it's like once you learn that it's like oh crap what else can i do that i didn't think i could do
0: exactly man once you just learn that this body is a it's a it's a huge bio computer that's editable you can program it yeah that's power you know being able to know that this body serves our greater consciousness, not the other way around. Like the body is not the greater consciousness, and that we can take the reins of this crazy biological supercomputer. Not hundred percent, obviously. We're, we're not like, you know, we're not a hundred percent able to. You know, we're gonna die someday. Is what I'm saying. We're gonna. Get old. <laughs> we're not. We're not a hundred percent. But we can yeah. kind of steer the boat down the river of life. You yeah. know, we're going towards the river. We're gonna eventually go off the waterfall, but you can kind of. <sighs> You can kind of steer it down the river a little bit. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so you're not just helplessly being carried along. You, you, yeah. you know,
1: it's like, it's it's like learning to operate a vehicle, right? I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. you know, another analogy, right? I mean, it's like, a, imagine uh, never learning how to drive and just being thrown in a car. And it's like, here you go, have fun. Like nobody teaches us about our bodies. Nobody teaches us how to use them. Nobody teaches us that we're not our bodies. And that, yeah. you know, the body, as you say, is the servant of consciousness and not the other way around. So, yeah, I think that as adults, you know, a lot of us come to this later on in life and we start to figure it out, but pretty wild, man. Yeah. And you know what we should do next time we do this next month, we should do a yoga class together. You take me through it, man. Let's, let's do something. Let, make me suffer.
0: I want to try it. <laughs> I'm going to be making uh, YouTube videos like yoga videos. Nice. I've just been, um, I've just been writing them and actually making them, but I have, I have some practices, but I have the gear. I just got a wireless headset i got a transmitter and i'm gonna start making videos because i'm like if i do this in person i'm like why don't i just do this online to everybody else (laughs) yeah dude for sure the way i look at it because i'm like i'm gonna do this anyway i might as well just film myself it's just that like it's it's a different aspect of it and i gotta actually get the practice down and um yeah i've been working on it that's all i'm trying to say and i have my own type of yoga too it's uh I don't have a name for it yet, but it's blend of, if anybody's listening and anybody knows, it's a blend of vinyasa, yin, and kundalini yoga that I created and I blended it all into my own little formula. And it's, uh, it brings me to a sense of peace, man. And I don't think anybody's really doing it. So yeah, Sweet, I mean, man. maybe you can try that. It's kind of intense, but uh, it's, it's, it's helpful for like, just being able to reach a certain sense of peace and bring energy in the body and feel good essentially. Awesome. I might I might suck at it, but I'll do my
1: best. I'm not shy and I like trying new things. So yeah, if you want to try that next time, that'd be an awesome pilot for your, uh, your your blend, your blend yeah. of yoga, the Gary yeah. Haskins blend,
0: it's the Gary Haskins blend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm know sure you can come name. up with a
1: better name for it than that. Yeah, I trying now. to
0: think of a better name. But I don't know what we'll, we'll get to that when, when the time comes. But yeah, man, I've been that's the next step in my journey is like going online and teaching people because uh, yeah, I just why not? Like I said, I teach this thing two, three times a week to people in real life. And literally I just kind of go on a mat and people watch me. So I'm like, what if I just do the same thing online? <laughs> with yeah, a camera? I'm like, what, what am I waiting for? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, dude, that so, sounds like
1: a business, man. I mean, it sounds like a business and a passion, which to me is, is the best combination, right? If you can find a, a way to um, help people do something you love and generate an income at the same time, you're in heaven, my friend. So That's anything I can do to help you and support you in that, let me know, man. You already have Oliver, man. Just
0: you being <laughs> here, you being God able to see my ribos, Oh, honestly.
1: man. I love it, dude. I love it. I, I'm so glad that we connected uh, all those months back, and then I'm really happy that, uh, that we're buds, dude.
0: Yeah. Honestly, glad that I can call you a a friend, a virtual friend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One day, man, we're going to hang out together. I'm telling you, we're going to trip. We're going to go do some fun (laughs)
0: things and uh, we'll document it for the fun, for the fans. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, that's not in too distant future, to be honest with you, man, but we'll get there.
1: Yeah, dude, it's starting to open up. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I want to meet you guys in real life. So
0: let's do it. Let's make it a thing. Awesome, brother. (laughs) Yeah, we probably wrap this thing up on that
1: note i think so yeah i'm gonna go hang out with the kiddos and do some stuff around the house but it was
0: great chatting with you and uh let's touch base Mm -hmm. and see uh when we can do it again next month sounds good bro have a good day enjoy the time with your kids and uh yeah i don't know peace out yeah man thanks again (laughs) see you later bro
1: cheers